Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1901, Living a Mosaic Life, and The Art of Showing Up for Yourself, both by Kathy Robinson of athenawellness.com. Hello, old friend. I'm your narrator, Justin Mollick, reading you blogs every single day of the year to help you live a more meaningful life. There are no interviews, so it's not really a typical podcast, just me reading blogs and sometimes books. Today's two articles are from a brand new author to the show. I'll tell you more about Kathy right after the reading. So for now, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Living a Mosaic Life by Kathy Robinson of athenawellness.com. I recently had a conversation with Christy McLean, a multimedia documentarian, coach, and global advocate who shared an alternative approach for those who may have felt frustrated by past well-meaning career advice to follow their passion. Christy recommends welcoming all interests into your work by exploring activities you enjoy and creating a values-aligned portfolio. When she was creating her own portfolio many years ago and exploring themes running through her numerous passions, she asked herself this question, are there ways you can connect your passions in unusual and creative ways so you don't walk around feeling splintered and fractured, but instead, make a beautiful mosaic of all these different things. I love the idea of a mosaic career. In fact, I love the idea of a mosaic life. The word mosaic traditionally means to use tiny parts to create a whole image or object. But the word originates from a Greek term meaning to muse, in other words, to reflect or meditate, to be absorbed in thought, to wonder and dream. I applaud those who know what they want to do early in their lives and never waver from that path. But for the rest of us, a mosaic life is such a gentle approach that takes the pressure off of finding that one thing. A mosaic, like a puzzle, suggests play. It feels like a wonderful invitation to allow our imaginations to wander amongst the things we love and welcome all the pieces of ourselves. The broader and more diversified, the better. If a mosaic approach sounds intriguing, I recommend a three-part process that I've found to be effective. Gather, curate, and connect. Number one, gather. 
This is the fun part where you get to collect all of your interests. They can be like clues or insights in the form of words, values, images, sayings, lyrics, poems, or quotes. You can recall times when you felt a sense of meaning and got lost in time. Maybe there are favorite books, blogs, movies, podcasts, or just times when you felt moved by something or someone. The things on your list don't need to make sense, nor do they need to have the potential to earn money. They just need to be things that stir you in some way. Number two, curate. Next, highlight the items on your initial list that you feel completely drawn toward at this time. You can keep the full list for a later reference, but for now, whittle down your list as if curating an art collection, creating space so you can begin to honor and work with the items that are most enticing. And number three, connect. Lastly, think of the type of life you'd like to live or continue living, which may include how to be of service or provide value in a new way. With that as a backdrop, begin to look for themes in your curated list. This may take experimentation over time to shape, tinker, and make some order out of the list. Here's how to put all of this into action. Select one thing from your list and take a small step toward it. You can do some research or schedule a bit of time to be in that space with all your heart. The idea is to spend time doing something that increases your energy, allows you to lose yourself for a bit, and makes you feel great once you're done. You may find, as I do, that if you do this routinely, your mood will elevate, and you'll naturally begin to spend more time doing the things you love. It doesn't happen overnight, but the more you enjoy this time, the more this sacred space you're creating will expand, as will your ability to become the mosaicist of your life. Journal reflections. If money, time, and family support were no object, how would you enjoy spending your time each day? What is the one thing you would like to spend time doing for the pure enjoyment of it? How might you take one step toward it? The Art of Showing Up for Yourself by Kathy Robinson of athenawellness.com. The disappointment of a broken promise can make us feel unvalued, upset, and hurt. Whether intentional or unintentional, unkept promises erode trust over time. What about the promises we make to ourselves and don't keep? Those broken promises can be subtler and take shape in the form of what habitually remains unaddressed on our to-do list. The result is the feeling of not honoring ourselves. As we look deeper, we usually find credible reasons we don't keep the promises we make to ourselves. Number one, good intentions. We may have scheduled workouts in at the beginning of the week with the best intent, but we don't have a plan B when life happens, events occur. Number two, reality check. We may be making plans as the person we are striving to become, a stronger athlete with a solid routine, rather than where we are right now, a novice runner, and overcommit to what can be accomplished at this point in time. And number three, vagueness. We may set intentions without defined expectations and timeframes, which become easy to delay since the intended outcome is unclear. Even though we may have sound explanations for not following through on our promises, the value of keeping our own word erodes, resulting in collateral damage to our most important relationship, the one with ourself. When we are clear on how we want to feel, we can make mindful choices that move us closer to those feelings. For example, if we want to feel energized, but are only getting a few hours of sleep at night, we may want to create an evening routine that helps us wind down and encourages deep sleep. Here's a simple method to stay accountable to the commitments you make when implementing a change. Acknowledge 
where you are right now without judgment. Be clear on the anticipated outcome by defining ultimate expectations, including what needs to be done and in what time frame. Carve out time every day. The amount of time can be small, but aligned with your intended outcome. Identify potential roadblocks or challenges that can be proactively managed up front. And reinforce good behavior when promises are kept. Being deliberate with keeping promises is an ongoing practice. Consistent follow-through will start to build a muscle of commitment. By making your own needs a priority, not only will you be showing up for yourself, but you'll also have more capacity to show up for others in your life with energy and presence. Journal reflections. In what ways have you been showing up for yourself and for others in your life? Is there a healthy balance between the two? How might you adjust your external commitments to make room for your internal priorities? You just listened to the post titled Living a Mosaic Life and The Art of Showing Up for Yourself, both by Kathy Robinson of athenawellness.com. And thank you to Kathy, our newest author to join our ever-growing list, although she was featured already over on Optimal Health Daily too, in episode 1223. You can hear an excerpt from her book, The Athena Principles, so you might wanna check that out. She's a certified wellness coach and spent 25 years assessing the wellness of Fortune 500 companies. She's a speaker, podcaster, blogger, author, and coach. Come by her site, athenawellness.com. I have that linked in this episode's description. And thank you again to Kathy for letting us share her work. I love that she included journal reflections at the end of her posts. Perfect for you if you're the journaling type. Kind of reminds me of our Optimal Living Daily Workbooks, where we created journal entries from some of our favorite articles I've narrated here. She did that exact same thing for you. Her blog would have come in handy had we found her before working on that. But in either case, a really cool addition to her blog, so check it out. I'll leave it there for today. Have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.